No. No. Ew, gross. Mmm, <laughs> mmm. Skip worthy. Mmm, 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 mmm. Skip worthy. Welcome to Skipworthy, the <laughs> podcast where we watch the worst episodes of your favorite television series. I'm your host, Bob, and with me, as always, is a man who's always game to be on my podcasts, my co-host, Ingram. Hooray. Ingram, we like bad TV. I don't like bad TV. You don't like bad TV? I thought that was the whole nature of why we were starting this podcast. I guess, yeah, I mean, I like it in an ironic way, which is to say, you know, I yeah, bad TV is meant to... It's called bad TV. No one likes it. Every time here on Skipworthy, we're going to be joined by a special <laughs> rotating transient patron. That would be me. This episode's so patron is our friend Lee, Lee Schoenhammer. Hi, everyone. How you doing, Lee? I'm doing really well. Really well? I'm doing really, really well. What Excellent. you been up to? Um, really watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I spent all morning doing that. Yeah, okay. Wow, you've been prepared then. Oh, yeah, totally. So your favorite TV show is Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's definitely the one I watch the most. Um... I watch it probably about like a full rotation, like a full run through three or four times a year. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. you're really well versed. Yeah. And I've looked this up. I've been doing that since like 2010. So I've seen <laughs> it quite a few times. Wow. All right. So uh, yesterday we were talking about which episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine is the worst episode. Yeah. And we were basically, we, we, we couldn't decide which Bashir episode it was. Pretty much. We, we, we knew it was a Bashir episode though. Yeah, so I definitely, I have like a series that I always skip, and it's like about four or five episodes, and the ones that are like immediately come to mind are two Bashir episodes, <laughs> and a Luaxana Troy episode that, I don't, Troy. I don't know why I skipped that one, that one's not really that bad, it's actually secretly a good episode, but these Bashir episodes are truly bad. When I think of them, and when I have like my Netflix scanner over them, I always have to skip it just because like... It's like a physical pain. <laughs> Alright, so today we're going to be watching uh, Season 2, Episode 6 of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, entitled Melora. Yeah. The crew welcomes Ensign Melora Paslar, a cartographer on a mission to chart the Gamma Quadrant. Usual business on Star Trek. Deep Usual space. business. Uh, yeah, so Gamma we uh, Love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we've got, uh, we've got this all queued up here, and theoretically, our listeners also have this episode queued up. Paused at the very beginning, just like we do. Yeah. And so, uh, Inger, why don't you uh, get, lean forward here and get ready? Let's let's start to play it in four, three, two, on one. one. Go. God damn it, Inger! <laughs> uh, it's, I'm going to count down from four, and then okay. after one, there will be the. Okay, so four, three, two, one, go. Whoops! Yeah, no, I got good, it. I got good. it. It's all good. All right, and welcome. So, already terrible, it starts off with Bashir. Yeah, in her monologue. With, or, uh, what is it? The flight logs or whatever? The captain Chief logs? medical, medical log. log. Yeah. yeah. He's not a captain. He doesn't get to do these. No. Who is the captain of the station? That's, uh, the... At this point, right. he's the commander. There, yeah, there commander. is no captain right now. He only becomes a captain when he gets a spaceship. Alright, so why is he in the wheelchair? He's testing the spaceship. Or, he's, excuse me, he's testing the wheelchair for the new ensign that's coming out. Yeah. Which should give you a hint about what kind of shit show this is going to be. Yeah. So she, in case we haven't paid attention, she's from a race that's completely disabled. <laughs> uh, and this, and like Bashir's into it. Yeah. It's like, I've got to this wheelchair. Why, why do they talk about Cardassian design? 
Oh, because the architecture um, is of the wheelchair super racist. Yeah. No, of the station. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh no, yeah. So there's just what a lot of stairs. Like was that? yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's they make it accessible. so that you can't, can't access it through wheelchairs. So in yeah. the future, and that everything is uphill. Having stairs <laughs> is racist now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, not racist. Well, ableist. Ableist. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but now that there's a race of people that aren't able to be able, oh yeah, that's true. Then it's racist. Yeah. And just they're not all disabled. They just have a, a lighter gravity. Oh sure, sure, sure. Know. So they're kind of doing a Goku. They're coming on the station. The train <laughs> sure is so high interesting. gravity. Pretty much. Yeah. But right. no one else sees it like that. They don't have Dragon Ball. I've been stalking her through her files. <laughs> what the, the quarters are short? What are you saying? Yeah. No, because they're, they're he, he flies through the air. Oh, right. And they he's fly been bumping around. his head into the ceiling. I didn't know they had anti gravity. That's cool. Well, they do for this chick. Well, they're on a space station. Like, they, I mean, have, they have artificial gravity. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I didn't think you could turn, it, turn off. it off for like one small section. I thought you just rotate. That, was the, the special, that was the special requirements that he was doing. So here's Melora. She's doing fine. She doesn't need a wheelchair. This is hardly fine, sir. <laughs> that, that She's wearing an exoskeleton to hold her upright, and she still needs a cane, which is kind of a hat on a hat. Yeah. Oh, she's a Klingon. No. She's an Elysian. <laughs> trolley car. Thank you, screenwriters. Really, trolley so, car? Yeah, not my movable cart. My yes. mechanized. Do you have my ambulatory device? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be way better. <laughs> Ambulation paraphernalia, please. She's a bitch, isn't she? <laughs> well, I think yeah. She'll just have to adapt, Ingram. Although, clearly, Dax agrees with you. Yeah. yeah. No, she's not a bitch, Ingram. She's a cliche. Like, it's it's just gonna... Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, like, it doesn't seem like there's been much hard writing yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> oh, Ingram, the hardest oh, writing has already happened. Ingram's getting sick of this episode three and a half minutes into it. He Captain hasn't Cisco, even... that's the guy. Yeah, Captain Cisco, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's way cooler when he becomes a captain, agreed, but... Or gamma, or beta. I get it. I get that. Well, at this point, the gamma quadrant is just nothing. Like, they didn't know what they wanted to do with it for like three or four seasons. So. Yeah. What? When do we go to the gamma quadrant? I know in people the jump in there the whole once time. in a while. Episode one. Yeah. Okay. They do that. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, the intro. Who comes back from there? Is that what the Cardassians are from? No, the Cardassians is from the Alpha Quadrant. Okay. The uh, the Dominion is from the Gamma Quadrant. All right. Let's talk a bit about this episode. This episode has four different writers to it. Okay. Really? That's awesome. Which is kind of unusual for a Star Trek episode. Yeah. Also, it was directed by a man who also directed the other episode we were thinking about watching. No way. Our man Bashir uh, <laughs> and Molora here were both... Uh, his name was Vinrick Kolb. Okay. And he actually... He has a lot of credits oh. on a lot of series. He Vinrick Kolb. Yeah, he's directed a lot of a lot of Star Trek episodes. He also did Darmok. They weren't all bad. No, they're not all bad. No, he's but, not a bad director. No, he's not. But he definitely <laughs> did direct some of the the, 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 the less good episodes <laughs> across the Star Trek spectrum, I think. Uh, well, maybe he's like their go-to guy for when no one wants to take it. Yeah. 
I was thinking that same thing. Yeah. He also did uh, Up the Long Ladder, which was a next-gen episode where they, like, Here's picked up a bunch of, like, like, colonists that are basically uh, 19th century Irish people on yeah. the planet. And then there's also, like, a futuristic clone world, huh. and they put the two together. It's yeah. a weird episode. That's a good one. Vinrick Kolb. Alright. I'm glad that we have something to talk about, because I hate this intro. It takes forever. Yeah. And you can hear the beeping of the machines in the background. I love that. Like, <laughs> no, I, I always skip the intro. There's, there was, there was that Quark name. <clears throat> Quark's a good character. Huh? Armin Shimmerman? Native visitors are a voice actor now. She's great. What is she voice acting? Oh, I don't know. I just heard. I hear them because they all have the same agent. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I hear them in cartoons all the time. Like uh, Kai Wynn is on voice she'll, acting. She'll now. probably have a guest spot on uh, Game of Thrones this next season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she might have been on... It was either her or Kai Wen who I heard on Family Guy, and I was like, that's awesome. Oh, it was her, I bet. Yeah. I was like, that's really great. Main of Visitor. Way to go. So I don't watch it, but Quark's on Buffy, and people really love him. Like Which Armin. guy's on Buffy? He's the principal. Yeah. Oh, he's the principal. Yeah, that guy's great. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah, Buffy, yeah, it's decent. It's got some bad episodes, I tell you that. Well, we'll have to keep that in mind for future episodes. So what makes this the worst episode you to show me. to someone? You tell me. Okay, it makes it the worst because, <laughs> like, it's so within the Star Trek schema that it feels, like, rotten. You know? <laughs> and it pulls out, like, some really great characters who do, like, just terrible jobs. Like that nose? <clears throat> That guy's nose is wrong. Yeah, look at all this. Look at all this, like you know, Rick Baker esque, like uh, monster mask they have in here, and it's just, just all going down the drain, all down the drain. I like Follett Cut, man. He's a great character, even with Follett. You can't. He's a reoccurring character. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least that mask is. If it's not the wait, it's is not that Follett. attached to his chin? Yep. So he just has a weird loop on his face. Yeah. Huh. You know Ingram. If humans are ever going to actually be uh, represented I don't understand in the universe the and the galaxy, well, this is what I'm saying. How is that even possibly? I'm just saying that eventually humans are going to have to get to a point where the first thing they do when they see a new creature with a creepy thing on his face isn't just immediately latch out of that creepy thing on his face. He has a real nose underneath. No, I'm trying it. to say he's a person. <laughs> he's a person underneath. He's a goddamn person. He has a personality. He's also got business on his dreams. And he's going to kill him with his monster mask. How does he drink through his nose? Well, that's why, to the that's, why that's why they cut. That's why they cut. That's why they cut. They get a straw. They would not show any sort of effect. They just were going to cut. It's great. This is fucking waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about a follow. This right. isn't about monster mass. This is about knowing how strong this person. Cisco's is. good at you know <clears throat> interplanetary relations. He's he's got this. Usually, like I said. They just they, they they bring out all their big guns and they all do a terrible job. Dax is horrible. <laughs> like just through her body language already, it's been it's been awful. It's great. Is she just a jerk the whole time? Most that's of it. Just the no, bit. that's the worst part. She's Anyways. got a chip on her shoulder <laughs> yeah. because of all the hard things she's had don't to go through. Don't ruin it for the man. don't ruin it for the the people out there who've never seen a cliche before. Oh, there's a Melora problem. Her name was Melora. Like, she just described her birth. <laughs> Wait, what? I really gotta start paying attention to the show. 
But then I can't talk about dumb stuff. Yes, you can. The pacing in this episode is terrible. Like, it's so slow and Oh, that's jagged. because a full five minutes of her, or of it, is her shuffling into a room slowly. Yeah. Which makes, it's like, so guilt-ridden. Like, I feel so bad. Like <laughs> Yeah, shuffle faster. But then she talks I've slowly. The same but she sat in the chair. He as if her jaw was weighed down by gravitons, you know? I'm in a chair right now. Which has been like three months ago or something like that. It's made from the wood of a garlic tree. They had no idea what it would be like to live off world in what you consider normal gravity. So let's talk about this now. If her if that tree is from her home world, it would probably have the same structural problems under regular gravity that she has, right? Isn't like, that her point? Yeah. And I bet that tree's really tall too. Nothing to weigh it down, you know? Mm. So really, they should have gotten a bigger cane. Did you ever read that Larry Nivens book where it's like a floating tree world around like a gravity well? No. Oh, it's great. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. It's where she lives. Except for the chair maker. Yeah. And spaceship builders. And oxygen factories. I despise people. You know, I figure she would also be like really like crazy frail skinny. You know? She would have, like, no real musculature to her, right? Yeah, no. This is why she's got her exoskeleton. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, again... Well, yeah, but she's not freaky skinny. I was... She looks normally proportioned. Well, right, because she's an actress. All right, yeah. I get... All right, so I should stop bugging on alien noses that go into their chins and stuff like that because it's all props. All right, I get you, bud. Yeah, well, the reason the show is bad isn't that it's a Star Trek show, because what you're doing is it's part of every episode of Star Trek. Yeah, ever. if you look past They're the all Star humans, Trek, they all are in makeup. It's even worse if yeah. you look past the... It, it, it's bad within the context of being a Star Trek <laughs> I mean, episode. you should already know it's going to be boring when we just got that hallway shot for no fucking reason. Except to establish that Bashir was there. Yeah, and that he's tense. Yeah, he's but, checking you know, him. He Maybe he is a good guy. No. Not a good guy. No. Well, at this point, he's lying to everyone. Well, we don't have hot tubs in space either. No. What do you mean? What is he lying about? Actually, they do. They have at the Hollow Suites. They have a hot tub program. Oh. Okay. It's like some sort of Solarian hot tub. They have everything at the Hollow Suites. Yeah. Wait, yeah. how does the Hollow Suites simulate hot water and being in a tub? Dude, don't. Because it's time travel, dude. Don't, don't give me all right, all right, all right. how a Hollow Suites works. <laughs> like, it's a bunch of refracted light that causes sensory input as it touches. This is a civilization that can take pure energy and turn it into an apple that's actually edible and capable of sustaining. Like, they can do crazy shit with energy. Trees can do that. Yeah. Right, but they do it instantaneously yeah. out of pure energy, not out of water. <laughs> They're also. hosing you down with a fine misted matter synthesizer, like yeah. in a box. It's actually just a, a very vivid hallucination that they, they turn you into. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, maybe the house weed is just a really good drug. Well, I don't know, man. So it, what's he been Things lying come about? to life and kill. You said he was lying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been lying this entire time. He is, the season? He is like the one entity within the Federation that's blacklisted. He's a genetically modified human. He's yeah. a con. Mm-hmm. Wow. His parents like took him off world and got him all fucked up on genetically modified shit, and he's perfect. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like they retcon his stupidity into being like a very deliberate act. Yeah. Later on in the series. Yeah. 
so like all this is bullshit. It's this is and this is what I like about DS Nine. You know, <laughs> you know that they that like it, like when you find out that Cisco's girlfriend is a terrorist, and you have to go back and watch all these episodes, and she's just like been fucking with she's him the entire time. The yeah, the time, entire yeah. time. Very smart. This is not a great episode to so you know. That's you th- another problem with it. You think they planned the Bashir being some crazy perfect being? No, I think they tacked that one on with like a nail gun. You know, like Doc, Doc, there, he's there. He's got a, he's got something going on for him. So that seemed like a real boring conversation. What was that about? Like, that's that was the one where she's like, oh, I have a hard time fitting in. That was the one where we we slowly see that she's coming around to Bashir for no reason other than he's stalking her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. That's yeah. a, that's succinct. <laughs> that's his game. That is his man book now, game. Is he well, just funny, st- that was Jordy LaForge's kill. game too? Stock this is kill. like really similar to that episode where Jordy LaForge, uh, like falls in love with another in- another Starfleet engineer remotely. Yeah, and then he has to deal with that. <laughs> It ends up a lot worse for him than it does Bashir. Ah, they coddled Bashir, and then in the end, he gets exactly what he wants. I think that guy's insulted for being trying to serve food. Yeah, he has to eat through slurries, like through a straw. Also, Rombolian—that's pretty lazy. What the name of that race, Rombolian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's like a Romulan pasta, or it's another race, but it's bad. <laughs> They're not, they're not great at names. Oh, dude, Rombolian pasta. Yeah, you're no. just making the shape of their head. They're little pasta shells, like in the shape of the Frankie thing. Okay. Or the Romulian head. The Rombolian. So, this is a weird thing, too. Is it, Quark is a pimp. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's also he's a slave trader. No, I was and he's all a about this. Yes, Quark is a slave trader. He yes, deals definitely. in so many types of like physical slave trades. No, I find the Ferengis the coolest species there is. They are. They are. They do all the worst things. Yes, they're travesties of ethics and morality, and like all this stuff, they're beyond misogynist. Yada yada yada. Well, it's built into their culture. Oh, here. well, of course, that's what their culture is all about. Restaurant. <laughs> oh, this might be. Here's where he shows off in Klingon, and she's way better, obviously. Don't get that fucking rock. Did you see it? It wasn't moving at all. Usu ball without sauce. We know some Klingon now. Well, some of us already knew all of this Klingon. One, this is terrible. He's terrible at ordering. Like, this is... Ah, gross. (laughs) How many times do people order Klingon food? Hmm? Well, it's on the it's on the it's on the promenade. It's a restaurant. It's like a food court. Yeah. So like quite frequently. Right. But she got it, man. She knows it's once garbage. again you're, you're being really racist toward like <laughs> other races in the Star Trek world. Like that's what Klingons eat, dude. <clears throat> People enjoy Klingon food. And Klingons are admittedly xenophobic and hateful. And they go, but Worf, we're Klingons, quite frequently. But yeah. I'm just going to skip back for a second and say Ferengis, wonderful race. Because it means that humanity can sink so low and get so corrupt and awful. And yet we still have a place in the universe and we're still accepted. And I'm telling you, not in the Federation, we're not. Not in the Federation. We don't think Ferengis are cool. We don't. We let them hang out all the time. We almost didn't. We almost, like, didn't like first contact with them. We almost, like, blew them out of the sky a dozen different times. Yeah, but they want us over. They're good people. No, but they really don't. Exactly. Like, they're not. Does. And yet we That's a big out. dissonance between this show and Next Gen because they're like barbarian slaver scrappers in yeah. Next Gen and here they're like capitalists. Yeah. And Quark even has this like stupid monologue about how 
you know, Ferengis have never caused a genocide on their planet or have wars when it's like, in Next Gen, that's all they do. So yeah, yeah. let's let's get our shit together here, Quark. But, you know. Doesn't Bashir do this a lot? He just chants up the women guests or whatever? Usually he's really bad at no, it's it. His it's his game. Funny. He finds out who's coming on board because they all have to take a medical check. Then he finds out who he knows. Then he stalks the hell out of them because mm-hmm. ah. they're trapped on a space station. You know? He's got a good game going. He's a rat maze predator. He knows predator. how to play his own game. Yeah. Ah, shucks, look at me. I would love to make like a, a an Empok Nor episode, but instead of Garrett going crazy, it's Bashir who goes on like a oh, fucking wow. suppressed. I've been killing girls all along, Garrick. Didn't you know? You know, like that would have been a really <laughs> great thing to retcon Bashir. It's like. He's been killing people. He's the Jack the Ripper of the deep yeah, space exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah. He's the and yeah. Odo has to track that <laughs> the shit. Space down. Station Phantom, you yeah. know, like he it starts out as like as a Scooby Doo shit. You think it's gonna be some monster face guy? It's so, here. <laughs> so far in this episode we've barely seen Dax or Cisco no. or O'Brien. It's yeah. just been Bashir. Okay, well here's yeah. Dax, of course. No, but she's this. been doing these like really bad phoning it in establishing shots only so far. See? What's what's your big, what's your big line gonna be? Well, it's almost like she's acting in a different episode. See, she's just here to find out that this lady fell down. Oh, did I ruin it? Spoiler. Well, I think this show should be right with spoilers. Yeah. Right. No, I'm sorry, internet world. I'm gonna spoil a lot of this because no, spoil everything. There's no. It's just, I mean, like the big highlight of this episode is that we got two minutes in the Klingon restaurant. Yeah, you know, you got to see a pile of earthworms, and that oh, was yeah. great. Oh, God. And, you know, and you like Nose Guy, right? Whoever that Nose Guy was. Yeah, he's fine because he's they cool they guy. bring back his race again. Because I, I mean, his race. Okay. Yeah, I think he might come back, but he might die to? too. Every race kind of has their bit. Where those guys do? They're well, scary. It's kind of. I, I feel like it's kind of like it's kind of another problem. Like because like I feel like they establish people who look almost identical to him as like Gamma Quadrant people, but then uh-huh. how does Quark know them? For eight years, yeah, you know, like these these timelines. <laughs> what do you think he's doing? See, here's where they're talking about these uh, these Kardashians. He's beating it always, or he's working on his oh. racquetball game. So, <clears throat> whatever. I'm, I don't know what to talk about with her. Well, she hasn't the, given me anything yet. No. She's giving you lots to talk about, but for some reason you think that we were going to watch the worst episode of Deep Space Nine <laughs> and it was going to be good? That's what was going to be the problem with my our man Bashir, is it had Garrick in it. It had Garrick, so and it was going to be good. He spent most of the time uh, <laughs> like uh, like making fun of the James Bond yeah. genre. Yeah, and trying to put it into Cardassian context. Yeah, and which like, is like, this is so stupid. Yeah. You should simply shoot the motherfucker yeah, yeah. in the head. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I always skip that one for some reason. I skipped well, that it's one. Bad. It's a bad episode, but I, it's not as bad as this one. I skipped the sequence where he's like a 50s sci-fi writer in an asylum. I don't know why I skipped that one. I just don't want to watch it ever. <laughs> and the oh, Luax Audrey one. Si- oh, I like the 50s sci-fi writer one. It's not a bad episode. I just always skip it. I but really, these I are like bad. I like the part where like, Dax <laughs> is being the secretary and she's reading the story and she's really into it. Yeah. yeah Any chance Dax gets to act is worth it. She was really good. Bashir pauses too much in his speech. It takes him too long to say what he's saying. Oh, man. Yeah, this is why we knew that Bashir was going to be in the worst episode of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. Not just in, but uh, integral to. Pivotal in. 
Well, see, and cinematography, look at that. It's amazing. Over the shoulder and everything. Through right. the metallic. Yeah, look how doors. well lit that is, and you can really see where they <laughs> end and the background starts. And yeah. It reminds me of the Klingon wedding. You're like, <laughs> there's nothing like a, a Klingon wedding on Deep Space Nine in spring when the neutrinos are at their brightest, you know? Like. <laughs> Because if there's one thing that I interact with on my daily life, it's a neutrino. Yeah. She lowered the gravity. Uh, oh, man. Here we go. Let's, Here's the budget. Here's where the budget it. is going let's, to sink well, into. No, no. Let's just talk about this for a second. She's from a planet that is smaller than Earth, so there's lower gravity. Yeah. Sure. So she floats? Yeah. Like I said. That's a good point. I think she's That's in, like, point. this Why does she just stay the fuck on her planet? She's just... She's just on her planet. Why does she just live in well, a... Well, because she wants to be part nice of the Federation. No, but I'm saying, why does she float? Like, yeah. what part of living on her planet with what, to her, is regular gravity? I live on a planet uh -huh. with what I think is regular gravity, and I don't float. Oh, she has, I don't know, fucking bones that are different. Man, but they she, say, like, they show, like, candid pictures of the two, like, floating in the sky out in their home. I just don't get yeah. it. No, exactly. They're designed to float, which maybe it's not about the lower gravity. Maybe it's because they're bird people for gravity. They have, like, ultralight bone and organ and, like, some sort of... I don't know. All I know is that she floats, and I don't think it makes sense. No. No. And it's not cool, either. No, it's definitely not cool. Like, this just... It's oh, like, yeah, they're just flying through the sky. It's like a <laughs> Wawu Ping movie without sword fighting, you know? Like, <laughs> Crouching Tiger, no hidden dragon, you know? They're uh, just flying. Yeah, like and then here's Mouth Candy. Yeah. Mouth candy. And usually the people in this show are pretty good at kissing, but I've never kissed a human before. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I've never kissed a woman before. And they're floating oh. up. He's getting a little grippy. Well, which he's brings me a bit grippy. To the worst part of this episode is, is that the heavily implied zero G sex. No, that's fine. Pause. 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 I thought we could take a break right here. A nice spot in the halfway through. Great. Nice. It's where the commercial break was, too. Yeah, so it's nice here at the uh, tight of the act break. And we'll talk about the O'Brien so this whole, later. So this whole spot, if you didn't hit pause at the right time, don't worry, because we're going to we're gonna do a little quick break. We're going to come back, and then we're going to make it really clear as to what point we're starting the episode again, and we're going to do another countdown, start it up again, all right? Everything sound cool? Sound good. I'm, I'm, it's for our listeners, not for you, Lee. I think you're on top of all this. It's I'm for the just who aren't in the adding some encouragement to their like, we'll add a little instructions. Bit more. All right, so here's some encouragement <laughs> with Lee. Are you ready? That's an enthusiastic <laughs> face. <laughs> We take you now to Cardassia Prime and to the offices of Dakor and Gysek, Cardassian architects. Gysek, come quick. I have just finished the design for Terak Nor, the deep space labor camp to be put in orbit around Bajor. Fabulous, Decor, and a week ahead of schedule. I'm sure Central Command will see fit to commend you for your expediency. Please allow me to look over your work. By all means, my friend and business partner. I would be glad to share with you this design and to hear your thoughts about it. I think that you will find what I have drawn is less of a forced labor camp in space and more of a cathedral to the glory of the Cardassian Empire and to the glory of forced laborers dragged into service kicking and screaming. Hmm, eh... Well, what is it, Gysek? I'm not sure how I feel about your design work here, Dakor. What? 
I mean, look here. You've included a raised rim on the floor to almost every doorway. Well, yes. It symbolizes that Cardassians have no problem stepping over anything or anybody in the pursuit of glorifying the great state of Cardassia. It just seems like it may be hard for people in wheelchairs to get around the station. What in space is a wheelchair? You know, a trolley car, a mobility scooter, a rascal perhaps? For disabled or invalids? I believe they like to be called differently abled Cardassians. Have you been watching television programs from 20th century Earth again? Where is all this subversive speech against the state coming against from? Against the state? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know I love the Empire, Dakor. You know that. Maybe I do. Maybe what I know is that no true Cardassian would have a problem stepping over a seven centimeter rim in the threshold of a door. Maybe what I know is that Central Command would be very interested to meet a so-called Cardassian that claimed otherwise. Central Command? Or would you prefer I contact the Obsidian Order? Oh, Slow down. Okay. Let's calm down. Okay. I do say, Dekor, that upon second inspection, I find your design for Tarek Nord to be quite excellent indeed. And? And a cathedral to the glory of the Cardassian Empire and to the glory of forced laborers dragged into service, kicking and screaming. Thank you, Gysek, for your kind words. I do hope we can put your unpleasantness behind us and continue our work together. I've been sleeping with your wife. So you guys all set? Yeah. Okay, so we are at 22 minutes and 35 seconds to play. We are going to uh, be hitting play here in just a little bit. In four, three, two, one. Go. Action. <laughs> All right, so Lee, you were uh, outside. We were talking about this whole O'Brien thing. It was funny. It was yeah. funny. Give us an O'Brien bit. Oh, so like the the big problem is like if you don't have an a, a like a Julian love story without O'Brien involved, Computer. it's really not worth anything, and it's really not canon then because like <laughs> it's really about him pursuing Dax. Falling out of love with her while also simultaneously developing this more than platonic crush on O'Brien that when his <laughs> wife leaves him, turns into something better. So, yeah, yeah. You know, toward, <laughs> toward the end, when they when they really get into what uh, Bashir has become, looking back, it kind of looks like he was, he was tricking himself into thinking he was in love with Dax. Yeah. Yeah, and like he really he finds his real sexuality throughout the course of the show. Yeah. Well, isn't Dax a super old kind of perfect being or something like that? The well, symbiote. she's a symbiont. So the Dax symbiont is really old and has had seven different lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. But and he ends up with young. one of them in the future who coincidentally looks like a 14-year-old boy. You know? Very coincidental. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How odd. All right. Ezra Dax. Yeah. Ezri. Ezri. Ezri Dax. And she's great. She's yeah, great. Yeah, she's not bad at all. She's really awesome. She gets to try out Worf. They like that. They don't like that so yeah. much. Yeah. Well, because Worf was Jadzia's wife. Yeah, exactly. But husband. Yeah, uh, exactly. Wife, but exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, we talked over one of my favorite moments in the the, the series. Uh, when Jadzia's like, Melora says, "Have you ever uh, tried to make romance work?" And she goes, "Oh, I, I've I've made it work." <laughs> and then she goes, no, like, really work. Oh, you mean really work? Oh, uh, that's something else. Yeah, they give her a lot of stuff. She gets to be a lesbian. That's great. She gets to have sex with this giant Hawaiian man at she her gets to, uh, She great. gets to open that coffee shop that uh, 
Ted Danson comes to all the time. In what? In Chicago. That's awesome. In Becker? You never saw Becker? No, I've never seen Becker. Oh, man. That was like five seasons of a sitcom that you could probably skip. That's probably a skip-worthy show. Uh, oh, I will definitely oh, come man, back yeah. for... Oh, my God. If, if anyone, you want to show me your worst episode anyone of Becker... There, if, their favorite episode, if their favorite show is Becker, please write in. <laughs> I would love to watch the worst episode of oh, Becker. Oh, man, it's this guy. His We're, face has always been so weird to me. This is our first Odo. appearance of Odo. I know! <laughs> They spend all the budget on uh, the flying acrobatics. They couldn't afford any Odo parts. Well, they, they only come when uh, Cork needs to crawl to him. Yeah. It's that fucking Romulan ale. It becomes legalized in this show. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> as far as anyone knows, it's the greatest shit in the world. Yeah. Universe, please, this is a subject. Everyone drinks it. Everyone drinks it, except for it. And it still shows, goes to show you, you that there's still people on the bottom in the federation. Like you know, like here's this like one percent, and it's, it's a, important that we know that. Yeah, I was worried that we wouldn't know that. And like the one percent of the federation is like trillions of people that are drinking Romulan ale. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which so the Romulans are the evil Vulcans or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they're evil Vulcan Romans. Yeah. Well, I think it's yeah, more or less. Yeah. So they're not all super logical. Like the no, they uh, they're super. Yeah, I a- think what it really means is that like the Vulcans <laughs> and the Romulans came from the same proto race. Yeah, and then at one point there was a thing where the Vulcans embraced logicality, and the uh, I won't say they embraced passion or emotion because that's not really what they did either. But being became, an asshole. Yeah, they basically became evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as one dimensional as that is. Uh, and they have the one of the best next gen movies with Tom Hardy. And the evil dark side of the moon, Romulan. You like Nemesis, eh? I love Nemesis. Oh, wow. Nemesis is a little, uh... It's better paced than this episode. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's very similar in pace, though. But then you can see Tom Hardy, who's worth it, in bug armor, which is worth it. And then there's the payoff of psychic rape. You that know? movie opens to... All over the place. Yeah. It doesn't have a really solid first 20 minutes. Who directed it? I don't know. Jonathan Frickson. <clears throat> that's why it has no direction. Oh, man, that's too bad. He's the worst. <laughs> I really like his television direction. Yeah. He's directed some of the best episodes of Castle. That's hilarious. Yeah, you totally Is he trying to push genetic modification on her? Yeah. Isn't that illegal? No, um, yeah. No, well, he's just, he's not going to, like, genetically mm-hmm. modify her, I don't think. He's going to, uh, <clears throat> he's going to... Give her heavy bones, man. Yeah, yeah he's so going to, like, give fix her, he's going to fix yeah. her structure. Yeah. But then she won't float. Actually, Dude, she will still see, flow, because that's the well, property yeah, of the so, like, <laughs> at, at this point, this episode becomes basically that episode of Futurama, yeah. where uh, the, the, the doctor orphan from Leela's past decides to give her a yeah. second fake eye yeah. to fix yeah. her, to make her... Yeah. like uh, Bashir basically plays Adelaide Stevens, or Adelaide Adams, or whatever yeah. his name was, uh, to her Leela for exactly. the rest of this episode. And we don't get a better exactly. subplot. With the subplot, and that's pretty good. No, you're so unique. Yeah. Allow me to make you perfectly average. <laughs> what is this second story? So, weird alien nose guy is he wants to a kill Quark. criminal? Yeah. He wants yeah. to kill Quark. Yeah. 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 He's, he's known him for eight years. That's why he wants to kill him. <laughs> he comes up in here. He that's just, the limit he like, of how much Ferengi we put up with. He's going to John Cena and say, I'm going to kill you, Quark. And that's the plot. That's the subplot. It's really threatening to kill so, somebody is called a John Cena now. No, like just like all wrestlers get to threaten their opponents before they go kill them. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go kill you. Do Macho they say Man kill? Anderson. I don't know. 
Maybe we should watch the worst episode of uh, WrestleMania or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not going to have Macho Man Randy Savage. He's in all the best. Yeah. It's not going to have that? Yeah. Oh, because he's in the best, of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, okay. we can ask some he's people. The I forgot the premise of my own name. show for a second. <laughs> all right, so now Odo has to... He knows now both of them want to kill each other or something? Yeah, but... Here. Are you summing up for the listeners? Because I think they're probably paying more attention than you are. They they most likely are. <laughs> I mean, if you're summing up for yourself, that's fine. And now they're making up like this really dumb... Like, I don't know. You, he's threatening your life. There's no law against that? Like, what? <laughs> Truth. <laughs> that's fun. There's a great episode. I'll buy two. The classic Odo, I don't care, dude, seriously. <laughs> That's the other love story that this show has. Do you know who buys Quark's body? Is uh, Jeffrey Combs. Oh, really? Yeah, he buys Quark's body. Mio Kampa? Um, what's his name? Brunt is his name. Oh, Brunt. Okay. Yeah. So, Okay. Jeffrey Combs, of course, being the the guy who played all the aliens. Yeah, yeah. He's a lot of the aliens. Because he, uh, he did play Okampa too, right? Like the, uh, the 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 Vega, the Vane, and the the the, the Vistario, the, the 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 second tier race to the founders. Oh, yeah. Um, Wei Yun, the Vorta. Wei Yun, the Vorta. Yes. Yeah, Okampa. Look at her go! Oh Look my gosh, she can move her toes. She can do it! Oh my god, she's not paralyzed. She's fixed, no. guys. She's fixed for life. Oh my god. Everything that made her unique and wonderful and charming has now been washed out. Yeah. You're a beige now. You're a beige. Just get me out. It'll just... take some time. Maybe like 20 minutes. Oh, <laughs> little Bashirism. Whenever he says that, it never is the case. It's always years and years and months and decades or never. Oh, yeah, well, I He's mean, never given a diagnosis that's ever been correct. Yeah, in general, he, all he does is give Chekhov's diagnoses, and uh, if he, he makes a diagnosis <clears throat> in the first act, it's only because it's going to be wrong in a different act. I'll have your penis walking within 15 minutes. You know, no. <laughs> like, never, never going to happen. It's like, I'm sorry, we couldn't get your penis working. So she's an innocent, right? Why mm-hmm. does she get to do all this cool stuff in the Gamble Quadrant? Who gave her that... Her ability. credentials. Yeah, well... She's a researcher. Ensign is a rank, but she still has a specialty, and she's better than anyone else at it. Yeah. Oh. I mean... Exactly. And now, but now she's being a handful. Look at her, guys. She's making the captain bend over for her. <laughs> the commander. Excuse me. Why is a captain? Not yet. Nah. Also, speaking of which, did you see they changed the Netflix screen from it being a picture of Deep Space Nine to it being a picture of the Defiant? They change it for every person. It's different for everybody. Okay, good. There's like a million, and I think they use like little things they know about you to put more appealing ca- characters. Oh, uh, well, they don't. Things. Oh, man, that's freaking me out because they were wrong about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just uh, like there's an account that like I watch, and then an account that Amanda and I watch together, and then like an yeah. Amanda account. Up here, and they all have enough. different pictures for all the shows. That's pretty funny. I want to show you how to ground fuck for the first time. And now you're going to have to stand here and not fly tonight, yeah. just so you know. For, and never fly again. Oh. Yes, your flying days are over. What a rabbit kiss. I'll be your face for now on. I just can't believe this shit. We'll be sisters. Just turn the gravity down a little bit lower. You'll be floating again. It's fine. <laughs> no, they gave her heavy bones, Ingram. Now it's her bones even, are heavy. Now her bones are Are they are magnetized heavy. to the floor? Like, what's going yes. on? Oh, as yeah. shit. 
magnetize it. So they came up with a whole bunch of medical jargon to explain giving her heavy bones. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. Ex- but they're just gonna skim over how gravity apparently works differently here. And yeah, they didn't <laughs> skim over it. Like the very first scene of the show was O'Brien. Oh, here you go. Remember his bumps on the head? The gravity works different here now. Follett does not just kill Quark, which means that Army and Shimmerman get to work more. Good. You should have taken it. Take it. Please. (laughs) So what did Quark do to him? Ripped him off. Got him imprisoned or something. Yeah, it's the same thing Quark does to everybody. Puts profit before them. Yeah, See, and now this guy gave himself a chance to be bought out of killing Quark, which is weird. Bad move. See, they even take the subplot and they expand it into an entire episode for itself. Where it's a like, really weak B story. Yeah. It's a really weak B story. They turn it into a really weak in B a, story. In a show that has uh, pretty strong B stories. Then just turn the gravity down more. No, dude, that was like innuendo. Yeah. Alright, fine. <laughs> this is a sexy episode, Ingram. Don't you get it? Yeah, she's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm not sure we can be together. I know. Look how fast she talks, man. Why does the show gotta be so slow? Because he thinks she's stupid? <laughs> Because he's being condescending. Because he's it's when you talk Superman. down to people, you know, like yeah. they're stupid. Because like, you know, like yeah. they, they they think you're a child. If you watch forty five minutes of condescension, you look really <laughs> slow and stupid. <laughs> At first, I just thought you were condescending. Then I realized you're just slow, very slow. <laughs> I'm just concerned about you, don't you see? This is all for you. Let me help you. I'm the savior here. Yes. How complex. Why would anyone watch the show after knowing that they were going to have to spend it with Bashir? (laughs) Damn it. You found the hole in my plan. (laughs) Motor kick in. Uh, space <laughs> off into space so, meanwhile on the roundabout this is just the story now huh <laughs> yup there's one more thing to happen with Quark to wrap it up with a da 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 Quark moment you know, but... <laughs> Quark yeah Quark he, he would write something like that I love his commercials come to Quark Quark is fun come to Quark don't walk Run! Quark looks at a dog, <laughs> and the dog gives Quark a look, and Quark goes, "Don't even say it." <laughs> so now they're gonna have some great conversation, right? Yeah, buckle in. And Dax oh, is like, so "I've been good. through so many different bodies, you know, so many <laughs> different like, things." Listen, I've got a level of perspective you don't, because I've had seven different lifetimes. So I'm just gonna yeah. tune you out. She's the singing mirror in a Disney or Russian, you know, Soviet movie where it sings back to you like, "Oh my What God. am I afraid of? They're I'm doing the this, thing you know? that sci- <laughs> they're doing the thing that sci-fi shows do, where they reference right now stuff. It's the a Little Mermaid. Show. I know. Stop talking about the 20th, 20th century. You're in like the fiftieth century. 
Just have your own Matt Fable. Usually they're really good about that, where they're like, Baseballu, what's that? Like, who the fuck plays that? <laughs> oh, wait, so what, you mean like... Baseball. Yeah. It was the it? greatest game on Earth. Yeah. Doesn't Riker, it's like, collect favorite. motorcycles from, like, the 1990s or something? Oh, that'd be boss. I don't know. <laughs> Some character who? collects motorcycles from, like, the 20th century, and that's their thing. Who? That's their hobby. Who's Riker is... Riker or He's something saying like that. Some character. collects 90s motorcycles in the show. Does he? Some I don't know. terrible character does something terrible, and I hate it. That's all I know. Selling gold drugs. Is that what they are? Quark sells weapons. I thought they show. were like Rolexes. I thought they were like fake Rolexes. Space Rolexes. Yeah. And Spolexes. Spolexes. That guy's got a funny outfit. He is. He's a space funny daddy. That's why you rob him. Your Cosby-ness gave it away. Death Ugh. to Cosby. Let's give props for a second for that guy. He he fell backward to literally nothing happening. Let's just remember that. Yeah. Uh, it looked like a thing hit him, <laughs> and yeah. he got knocked back. Yeah. But in fact, he just stood there and fell backward. Well, it's awesome. which they cut away really early, considering that he probably hit the ground. <laughs> Quick security. You know, team there's one thing Star Trek never knew how to do. <laughs> what? I want the security team to save Quark. Oh, okay. I'm sure they will. They will. Probably. I'll bet he gets out of it. Okay. Quark lives through like another occupation and then a holocaust and an occupation. All the stories came together. This is beautiful. I'm sure they get through okay is probably going to become a running thing about this show. Uh, Jeez, don't be mean to the little lady. She's like heavy boned and shit. My bones. My bones are so heavy. I know, she goes from having... Uh, like avian bone syndrome like from 30 rounds <laughs> oh, to having heavy bone syndrome check. which has extremely similar <laughs> symptoms oh. <laughs> Nana Visitor cashed a check hey she did she, she gets paid a whole 28 cents every time this is on nice it's ridiculous man they wasted a Nana Visitor you know like they wasted cold mini no one is in this show except for a bunch of nobodies <laughs> namely Bashir this is a Moneyball episode. They put in the worthless people. I did. I just think you're an ass. This guy. Oh! oh! And just like That's that... That's how it ends? That's how... You know, sometimes, man... What? Everything's gotta be perky in your world now? Everything's gotta be bright and sunny? No, it's just, you know, the B-side story comes over and shoots the A-side story. Like, you're yep. basically saying both stories were shit. Some people yep. say that's a well-written story yep. when the stories all wrap no. up together. They no. all end up in the same room. Wrap up together and do something is one thing. Right? Like, wrap like, up by sh- one story I'm just shooting saying, like, the other story. That's having not an A up. story and a B story that ends up becoming the third act, that's kind of what Seinfeld uh, so, invented well, a couple we, years after this. Well, we have so. it on screen. They they would redo this Jadzia A-B story where at the end of one episode the B story jumps through a teleporting field after being possessed by space Satan into her world where she was just coincidentally praying to a god she never prays to yeah, and yeah. is killed by Ducat possessed by space Satan and it's really the best this my, is my, not. <laughs> one of my favorite things about Deep Space Nine is that the Bajoran religion exists. And it's real. It's real. Yeah. She's okay, though, because she's got such heavy bones. Her bones are so Her heavy. Her bones are so heavy. <laughs> she's immune to phasers now. They That's gave right. her, you know, yeah, Logan syndrome. Immunity. Yeah. Okay, so, so, you can't fly anymore, but you're you immune to shot. phasers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. 
That's a good what Would if. you rather? <laughs> well, I can only fly on my dumb homeworld. Or in specially outfitted areas of space stations. That have really weird or ceilings. Or theoretically other places too, but those are the two canon places. I would hold out for being able to fly in space, you know? So you're, if you're, <laughs> you're like, you're Superman, you're, you're invincible, you're a Viltrumite, or you're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's a rework. Yeah. Oh. oh, is that too deep of a comic book cut for you? Two? I just don't know. You there's another caveat though. You have to trust Bashir to do your first time ever procedure, and then you probably <laughs> have you a one hour therapy yeah, time. He says I'm trusting Bashir. Yeah. yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah, and then how are you gonna break it off with him after he gave you Superman adamantium skeleton? Listen, it's not you. It's me, and my Superman adamantium. Oh my god, we're now in zero G and she's the only oh. one capable of dealing with it. My heavy bones! <laughs> <laughs> but what really happened to her heavy bones? bones. So heavy. She used a light bone attack, yeah. but used her heavy bone body. Yeah. To yeah, really she pile drives him. She put the whole mass of her into that one little place with yeah. her heavy bones. Yeah. It was like getting hit with a bowling ball. That's so do genius. you get heavy bones when you go back to your flying syndrome in your what if problem? Oh, dude! Once you go heavy bones, because what bones if you had heavy for life? What man? if you had heavy bones in your real world? You'd be the best athlete. No one could beat you up yeah, unless you were, like, the sport you know? involved floating. I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, no, well, speed floating. Speed floating. But I'm sure their zero g rugby team would love her. You know, yeah. she just fucks She'd up be everything. Grounded. <laughs> <laughs> grounded. Uh, <laughs> She'd be subleveled. Like, Wait, so go to was, the lower atmosphere. She wasn't able to oh, I don't did. know. Maybe it's some bullshit reason. Maybe yeah, there's no he doesn't reason. know what the neurostimulants are doing to her. I was wondering if maybe it was because the writing was bad. <laughs> also, her hair plus forehead extension makes. Also, her I'm going to see other people. That's what that means. On different space stations. Yeah. I'm gonna marry a floating man. Poor woman. Away from you. Like a common rat. <laughs> oh, Elysian. Not Elysian. 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 There's a lot of different Star Trek races that are basically from the people from Elysian fields. Rombonian. Yeah, <laughs> Because his face is like a rhombus. Oh, that was beautiful. Aww. You guys saw that last line? Nope. No. It was like, uh, I'm glad you came to unlock the door to my cabin so I could let someone into my life. And it was like oh, a beautiful gross. metaphor. I'm life. so glad that he <laughs> held the key to her cabin. Oh, shit. This guy likes her, too. Oh, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite Klingon opera. Alaraktar? Why would the Klingons invent a weird violin? See, he just can't help it. He has to end on a really nasty, condescending remark. If you're tired like a child cripple, I want one. I want that little ukulele. Well, cut off the size of a violin. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just the middle bit. But he was, he was like. Yeah, okay. Rum, rum, rum. <laughs> rum. Rum, rum. And now that love is in the past. Thank you, Rick Berman and in Michael Pilar. Deep Space Nine, guys. 
Yeah. Let's roll out these credits see what they have to say for themselves. Let's see, yeah, let's see if there's <laughs> anything they can say in their defense. Uh, Ron Taylor was oh, the Ron himself. Taylor. Oh, click okay, it, click well. it, click it. Oh, and see, the next episode is good. Rule of acquisition, that's where you meet the Dominion. Oh, the Dominion. Robert Blackman phoned it in. Dan Curry phoned it in. Oh, the supervising editor. Makeup design, that's who, yeah, Michael Westmore, bad job, man. That's where you get your circular Joe face Longo, people. though, yeah. solid stand-up guy. The hair was ridiculous in this episode. Oh, guys, check that out. It's begun to rain outside in our real life. Just to, just to throw that in there. Yeah. Image G. Gross. Copyright letters. Alright, wow. Wow, so there it was. There it was. There it was. Well, thanks, world, for listening to our Deepfish so, and watching. So she had heavy bones, then she lost the heavy bones in order to float, but she was... She discontinued the treatment, yeah. creating her bones heaviness. So okay, so then she went back to being able back to, float. to be avian. Yeah, so through some she... sort of scientific miracle, which we would call a mistake, and, man- <laughs> and managed to ram someone with heavy—well, not heavy bones, but normal normal bones, bones. Yes, which didn't break her arms immediately, like I think they might. Heavy bones. That's what I'm saying. When she goes back to her flying world, she'll be invincible. She yeah. could literally probably just power through the building. So she has some kind of like perfect <laughs> bones now. Yeah, that work on both levels. She has become no. Wolverine. She's become Wolverine in float space. She's still pretty much worthless on regular gravity space. Yeah, but she also made it clear that she's fucking done with regular space. Yeah. She's like, to walk on land. Agreed. Agreed. But, like, yeah, exactly. So, you know. Huh, alright, you got it. She has medium bones. She traded in her heavy bones and her light bones for a set of medium bones. Okay. This has been Skipworthy. Yeah. <laughs> a podcast brought to you by Writers of Things, a uh, podcast network. I am Bob. I am Ingram. And our guest today was a. Uh... I'm Lee. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so should we do like a. Should we like start an outro tradition? Okay. Okay, but like. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, you want to do an outro music? Yeah, yeah. Right, because we 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 uh we wrote like three different intros sure. earlier. Which one do you want? You want the one that you wrote, or the one uh, that I wrote? What was it? It was a uh, B B G A A. Oh yeah, so it was like which is all the letters in Bob and Ingram that are actual notes. Yeah. <laughs> this there has been go. skip worthy. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. That's a fun little exit jingle. I love it. Can you do it like twice, like in a metric style? You know, wait and do it, give it again. You know what I mean? There. Oh, that's too spooky. I like that already. Yeah, it's pretty fucking.